0: Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon.
1: Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode.
0: Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. This is
1: a big deal.
0: It's a big deal tonight.
1: Yeah, it's fucking Mayor Cutie's sweet 16.
0: She did turn 16 today. Well, when I've had her for 16 years, and her age was
1: unknown. So she might be 20.
0: And when I got her, I remember some guy said to me, he's like, how old is that dog? And I was like, I don't know. I just got her. He's like, she's got that old look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, our guest today has the opposite of the old look. She's got a young look. It's Beth selling return favorite here New at the face podcast. Of 2011. That's right.
0: Beth, you are so funny. I always love talking to you. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you're you for roasting Moshe and I for going to Starbucks.
2: You're welcome.
1: Wait, did we get shit for going to Starbucks? No. <laughs> look,
2: I, I, out of love, I said the next left- time you're going to do that, please
0: text me and I'll find a location <laughs> near you that's more acceptable. <laughs> no, my f- I was hanging out with my friend in this like people beach drink town. Starbucks. No, I was in the beach town with my friend. I was like, yeah, let's just go to Starbucks. He was like, what? And then he googled it and he. Like, there's, and then we like went to this really cool, yeah, independent, much better coffee. I'm not
2: over here trying to rake oh. you
0: over the coals, I'm just <laughs> saying, let
2: me suggest something different. It's not even like I'm railing against the man, it's more like it is bad. If you're in an airport and you need an oatmeal, go for it,
1: <laughs> but do not go there for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I have a vague sense Especially memory. Out in the wild, I always need an oatmeal. Last time I was on, no, talked that's coffee why I was, last no, time. No, that's why
0: I was bringing it up. Okay, I was just recapping. Yeah. She's continued to roast you. No pun intended. Roast me?
1: I didn't do anything. What did I do? Okay, I'm just an innocent bystander over here trying to enjoy my life and get a little caffeine in the morning. I'll tell you what's good about a lot Starbucks. Of caffeine. Good they about Starbucks is that it's there. Yeah, it's there and it's acceptable.
2: And I'm asking you to search a little deeper.
1: Oh wow, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. That's really good.
2: Uh Beth, what's been going on? Uh everything's fine. It's a new year. I am I did just break up. Mm. Had a breakup.
1: Yeah. This are you, week. Are you out there? You're not out there yet.
2: No, I actually just um cauterized my pussy.
1: Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. That, at Starbucks? Yeah. I went to Starbucks to <laughs> okay. and I, was like, Can I have See? an extra
2: hot
1: <laughs> cauterization <laughs> of my hoot. And they
2: were like, no problem. How did you know we did that?
1: That's really cool. They Mm -hmm. take the steamer and they just will sort of seal it closed. That's really beautiful. You
2: do have to hop hop up there on a stool, though.
1: Uh, This is kind of exciting that you're single because. Yeah,
2: this is like a hot. This is hot news. Yeah, because
1: our viewers, uh, a lot of them. Yeah, they're cute.
2: I did. I did stay in Malibu at a hotel. Didn't I tell you guys that? No. And uh, a gentleman who works there was like, hey, I listened to you on the Endless Endless Honeymoon podcast. That was really funny. We're really big with the hotel staff. uh, In Malibu. Uh, and, and, you know, you have to be a, a, at least, a, I think they say, an eight or a nine to work there.
1: Oh, wow. Did you get your flirt on at all?
2: No, what? because that was the last time we broke up.
1: Beth, here's a question. <laughs> You're single now. Mm-hmm. Once you get out of the fetal position, you uncauterize that pussy. <laughs> yeah.
2: What slice it open.
1: You Oh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> Is Beth Stelling? First guy, do the honors. (laughs) I knight him with it. He's gonna put it on his forehead like um, Johnny Carson Mm -hmm. with one of those envelopes. Does anybody remember that reference? The great. No, honey, sorry. Anyway, what is Beth Stelling? We're too young. What is Beth Stelling looking for in a man? What do you want? I have to do my little list. Yeah, what's next?
2: I think I'm. um... Open (laughs) micer. I'm looking for a protege. I think I don't. It's hard because I'm still in the fetal position. Mm, I, what am mm, I looking for? Yeah, how could you for? even I'm think to about be it alone and not have to put myself out there? And I obviously, you know when you you watch reality television show and they're like, "This is why I don't put myself out there. This is why I don't trust. I'm never going to do this." It's like it's so annoying to watch because, it's like, yes, that's you how are. I feel about
0: my career.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Like
2: you're, you're never like, going to put yourself out
0: there? I again? feel like I work so hard at things, and then I'm like, "What's the point?" Yeah, you're not mm. the only one. So many people, it, it's never ending.
2: Yeah. Because I've talked to people who've been in the business about things like this when they're feeling, and there's always someone you think is bigger or better or more or working more that is feeling the same thing. It's, it's endless just the
0: nature of money. the business. So you just have to get over it, I guess.
2: Yeah. I think it's the same way you adapt to like, what if I never work again mentality? Right. But I will say, difference here would be, you know, those were some of my fertile years. Um, we well, you- can't say wasted because. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. I think the longer I go without children, the harder it would be to irrevocably change my life.
1: You you thinking, you, you thinking it's a no? I don't no. know. I'm asking. Ask her that. I can't I have... ask her that? That's a What Girl, do you mean?
2: No, no, no. You're like, I just don't know the answer. She just
1: said she cauterized her pussy. You think yeah. there's off-limits topics? Well, that's to
2: preserve the eggs.
1: Uh, uh, have you thought about uh, putting them on ice?
2: I have lately.
1: On an ice latte? Yeah. But... At Starbucks?
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm taking them to intelligence. You've yeah, already committed. That's what we did. <laughs>
1: We did that. We we got nice baby.
2: Okay, so that's what I'm thinking about doing. But that's a whole process, and I feel like every female comic is talking about it right now.
1: Is that true? Yeah. Oh well. Wait, put, I have a question. Put them on ice. Thaw them out when 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 you find uh, s- somebody ready to nut on that on them frozen eggs. Yeah. Just thaw them on out.
2: They, do they have to have
0: an extra hot cum to thaw them out?
1: Yes, they gotta be. It, it's gotta be fatty load.
0: <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you ask men out? Have you done that before?
2: Mm, no. No, I always say, like, I usually just, you know, like a cat brings you roadkill and is like, a gift for you. And most people <laughs> would like kick it away. I'm like, oh, should I eat it right
1: now? Thank <laughs> so oh, Yum, 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 yum. Um, Okay. <laughs> you, you don't know for sure whether or not you want kids, but I.
2: Yeah, that's such a hard, like, you know well, how it me, goes. Yeah, sure. I don't know who the dad would be and that's pretty integral obviously my mom mom, you know did a great job but i just don't that's not what i'm looking to do well
1: this is what i wanted to ask you do you think this is if you
0: that's the key i didn't want to do it alone either
1: and now you here you are and you basically are
0: i found a fun dad to split Um, the work with
1: i found a fun mom and i wanted to ask you if this sounds normal to you our our child a few days ago uh had a fever Mm -hmm. and um natasha I would say her style of dealing with the fever was extreme interventionist.
0: No, Moshe was acting like it was crazy for me to put a wet rag on her forehead. Oh, oh,
1: Cold.
0: A cold, just to get... It was a 104 fever. She was screaming,
1: please take it off of me. I'm trying to sleep. And Natasha was like, if you're not going to have the wet rag, you have to take a sip of water or have a thermometer in your mouth. It has to be... There has to be some... I was
0: monitoring... The fever Moshe
1: Well let me just ask you What
0: about one of those Cool ice pack things Like the
1: old Oh the cute little uh, I just injured my head Kind of Wily coyotes
0: I have a very strong memory Might have been my first memory Of sitting in a bathtub And my mom pouring Ice cold water on me Because I think I must have had a fever Hmm. So like I'm sure that was too extreme But like Just putting a wet rag On the kid's face Is not that big of a deal
1: You're right That isn't that big of a deal However At about 11 o'clock at night And the child is sleeping at this point, fully asleep. Natasha gets a text from an Israeli friend who's like, In our family, we put the uh, uh, vinegar-soaked socks. Put the vinegar-soaked socks. So Natasha's like, do you mind if I put vinegar-soaked socks on her? And I go now, and she's like, "I, I, I it was
0: one part vinegar, four parts water, and then you put, you dip the socks in them, and then you squeeze it, and then you put it in." But she was like boiling you know so i was like willing to try mm. anything so she, besides the emergency room so i did said you guys do just a little ibuprofen or the kids tylenol we did that and oh, yeah. it was like still really high
1: and so she decided vinegar sucks. no that so, was
0: dumb because it did not work and everyone's always suggesting things like the nanny keeps like asking me like oh just check her temperature again oh just do that it's like no she won't let me she doesn't want that so it is hard because like everyone's asking me what her temperature is but i i gotta That's check why need it. To get one of those comedy show gun ones oh yeah those don't work though
1: it seems like it not seems like
0: they don't well listen i just don't think it's that crazy to
1: put vinegar soaked socks on an infant
0: <laughs> she's I'll not try an infant it. anymore okay
1: whatever she is i don't know the girl that well <laughs> but whatever she is it seemed like a bad idea it seemed a uh, non-medical and also very annoying and how did it work out
0: she was like get those off <laughs> <clears> of <throat> me. you were right it was dumb yes okay Okay, you were right. Uh, I won so. this one. Beth, who do you think is the better parent, me or Moshe?
1: And oh. comedian. <clears throat> it's Beth a and I. Pie be- for first. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Beth and I did a show together on Saturday night, and I got to say, uh, she killed.
0: Wait, really? It was a good I show. I mean, I think feel- they were a hot crowd. Beth, were- you are hilarious. Okay. You're so funny. Thank you. You might be one of my favorite comedians. You're definitely one of mine, both of you. Thank
1: but you. But I, I, you know, I feel like. And that parents, way. right?
2: It's a tie. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a fun show. They were a hot crowd.
1: They were good. There were. That was a good, good, good night of comedy.
2: Yeah, I, because I went into that like obviously I was feeling low because of the breakup. Oh right, yeah. And I still feel very sad. Um, and when you have and also uh, when you, I'm now kind of back to, it seems like it's. Sorry, I'm going to form a sentence here in a second. But I'm I, I filmed a special is what I'm trying to say in December. And that took me like two years to do after the last one. So now I'm back to, again, the drawing board. And I go, wasn't I just here? Mm. Like, it felt like a snap. Because I was dreading putting that together. Then I did it. And now I'm like, how? How am I here again? I got to write more material.
1: That's what life is like. Life is just a cycle of of feeling things that feel like you've done them before. And yeah. I, I'm trying to break out of that. I'm, I'm trying to figure a way where, where, like somebody was asking me what my, oh, Caleb actually. Friend of the show, friend of the pod, Caleb Heron. Heron? Heron.
2: I say Heron.
1: Heron asked me what like my goal for 2023 is. And I was like, I think I'm just like, I'm good.
2: Like to let go a little, or you mean?
1: Well, I just go. didn't feel like you I have wanted no
2: goals
0: for this year.
1: I just feel like I maybe it's a problem, but I feel like I'm Cause
0: my goal is to work less, so I don't like that you don't have any goals.
1: It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite concerning to I'm me. Just...
1: No, I'm still motivated, but I'm just like I, I feel too satisfied, and I want like something that will bring me to a new level of motivation because like I could chill with my family and surf and do this podcast and never do anything again and do sets once in a while and be chill.
2: I think that's lovely.
1: Well, it's kind of what you're saying too, but just in that's reverse. Cool.
2: Yeah. I don't have a job. Like I usually have a writing job right. typically and I don't have one set up and cause it wasn't like something I was pressing for. And I don't know. I think it's, I'm excited about that.
1: What but are you going to do this year? What is your 2023 goal?
2: just invest not crypto (laughs) Uh, invest in my friendships i like that um see people take trips to them i have so many miles that i've never used and um yeah spend time with friends and adventures and i've been thinking about going to swim with otters for about six years and so i booked that
1: beautiful where where do you go to swim with otters i
2: don't want to reveal my location just yet
1: you you can't give a region
0: No, it's like, is I it think, America? Yeah, I think it's about two
1: hours south of here.
0: Wait, hold on. And you swim with the otters, and if you just, oh, what, what cat, what like struck you about it? I saw uh, um, someone else do it about six or seven years You're ago. You're
1: also not going to reveal who that was? Oh my
0: God. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't say I saw it on TikTok. No, no. I haven't talked to anyone in like, like I'd say three months that hasn't told me what they learned was on TikTok. I mean, I'm
2: on there, but somebody does it. Like, so I'm not on there. Okay, good. If I look at TikTok, it's usually to um, rip on people in the comments if they say something to me I don't like. (laughs) Oh, um, so you have I someone do-
1: else post your clips, and then you go read the comments? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst use of your time I could possibly. That's a worse use of time than just scrolling through TikTok. Actually. You just so-
0: disagree. took the bad part. Like, disagree.
2: You- I check in. I don't like. I follow a few people who who I know who who they just happen to pop up. But everything is so small on there. I have no clue what's going on. That so, to me so- is
1: like. You're talking about nuclear power and you're like, well, I don't take advantage of an endless supply of renewable energy, but what I will do is sometimes I'll go into the reactor core and dip my finger into the poison.
0: Wait. So have you ever had, have you ever come out of one of these interactions on TikTok or a com, anything comment-based and have it be positive? And you're like, I'm really glad I did that. Yeah.
1: What Often. was that? Good. Often?
0: Yeah. I usually go back and forth with somebody too.
2: My main goal, here's here's actually the beautiful thing I was thinking about. Um, so there's bots and then there's like 14 year old guys, um, that work at target and like 70 year old white men in Scotland. Okay. So that's the, usually the ones (laughs) that are in there writing women aren't funny. Okay. Okay. It's those guys. And, and it's such a platitude that it can't harm you and it actually helps the video.
1: Right. So, right. so if it boosts I go back engagement. and
2: forth, yeah, they can, it's, it's actually kind of a nice little thing. Don't tell Moshe this. This is the last one. No, kind of uh, nice. no, because it, the it, thing nice is, I relate to the logic. They will keep posting that. And, it, and what they do have fully to keep realize res- is it's helping.
1: I mean, listen, I, I get the logic you're employing because I have employed it. And I, I both believe you and don't fully believe you. There's no yeah. there's no way you feel g- like gratified at the end. Like, yeah, I boosted engagement by <laughs> telling oh, some by the, racist oh, no, Scott no, no. Scott. I'm, I'm
2: not saying I bo- I don't I'm not saying I'm getting the um fulfillment from boosting. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting it from getting the last word in
0: on these guys. So that means you keep at it. Yeah. I'll go back and forth almost a word seven times. Have they ever changed their mind? Like, oh, you know what? I take yeah. it back. Yeah, Really? Well, if you, I if take it
2: back? Uh, they said something like good for you- um- I forget what it was. It was something like "Good on you." Yeah, it was like the old Scottish man.
1: <laughs> Good on ya.
2: But I'll, I like it. Kind of is a fun writing task for me too.
1: Mm-hmm. Like if they oh do a fifty-nine gosh. second if they
2: comment, like fifty-nine second video of mine. That's because that's what they all are. We live in the internet right. hell trap nightmare where people can't focus for more than fifty-nine seconds. So it's like, oh sure, like you can say this isn't funny, but like, was it meant to be or was it meant to just give you something to fucking feast on with your eyes, you lunatic?
1: He's like, like only thing I if he's done. This is- doesn't
2: make sense. Uh, you're right. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't. And I didn't post it. A media conglomerate did. And they <laughs> and they made it fifty-nine seconds because <laughs> that's what you require, <laughs> you fucking hungry beast. <laughs> So I love that you have that fire in you, Beth. Oh, it like that's actually what inspires me most. Typically, to write something is is oh hatred. A, c-
1: a comment back and forth. No,
2: just like getting
1: Being mad.
0: Angry.
2: Yeah, but some guy said not funny or something, and then I said, sure. It's a fifty-nine second video that like that would be like me going to your profile, seeing your profile picture, and saying this guy's so fucking ugly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get to see you in three D. I don't get to see other photos of you. I'm just looking at your profile and it looks pretty bad. So it's primarily men you're fighting with. Always, yeah. Always? I would say it's a rare time that it's a woman. Oh, maybe this last one that got posted, a woman was like, you're a whore or something.
1: (laughs) Then you were like, fair enough.
2: (laughs) And I said, "Um, I hope you have an orgasm soon, Mary.
1: (laughs) You don't think it's worth it? Hey, what can you do? Yeah. I stopped doing it because it was poisoning. It just felt like poison. I'd, 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 I'm I'd, not doing it every day. I'd watch a day just go on by. My lowest days. I'd watch a day go by and I was talking to a stranger the whole day. And like my family, I look up and my family's looking at me with like expectant eyes. <laughs> my kid is like, mom's trying to put vinegar socks on me. Please, can you <laughs> intervene? And I'm like just talking to some idiot.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't have a family to look after. It's just me. The idea that wet socks would not help a fever go down seems, I mean, the wet vinegar, et- I don't know.
1: Water. In a cloth. Makes sense. It was the vinegar where you lost me. with the socks on. What's the vinegar have to do with it? I that? don't know. All right, Beth, what do you think? Should we take a call or two?
2: Yeah, I'm here for it always. I'll, I mean, I love to move in. So. We would love to have <laughs> you. Night. By the way, move on in. <laughs> I will.
1: I feel like when you first did this podcast, it was reasonable. Now your level of success is such that I think you need your own bedroom. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Our bedroom. <laughs>
1: Hey, Tosh. Yeah, You know, I have two incontinent dogs, and I got to say that I am tired of running through disposable plastic bottles to clean up after them, and I'm tired of subpar cleaning solutions, and I am thankful for Blue Land. It has solved both of those problems.
0: I love these. They come, you get these like cute little bottles, and they have these little tablets, and you just put the tablets in and then fill it up. And then you just reorder more tablets. And it's awesome. you never have to have more plastic. It
1: takes away the waste. It all smells really good. It all works really well. We use it in our dishwasher. We use it in our laundry. We use it to cl- clean our counters. It's really awesome. From cleaning sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about it. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash honeymoon.
0: Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. So that's 15% off your order. If you go there right now, go to blueland.com slash honeymoon. Stop throwing away plastic every time. You run out of anything.
1: That's blueland.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yamos. Yeah, you ever want to smoke something but not get so high that your tits fall off? <laughs> yeah. Every day. Well, I got a product for you. It's called dad grass and it's legal smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind without making you get all just totally out of your mind.
0: Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle.
1: All Dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over. It will ship right to your door anywhere in the U.S. It's a really cool product. It's something that can give you something to do, but without making you forget who you are. So right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to dadgrass.com honeymoon.
0: Go to dadgrass.com honeymoon for 20% off your first order.
1: That's dadgrass.com honeymoon. All right. First up, we are going to call Madison in Utah. I feel that every woman in Utah is is named Madison. Madison. way. Yeah. Let's ask her how many she knows.
0: Okay. I've recently met four Haley's. Is that right? I have one Haley on my field hockey team. Madison. Sup, Madison. Hey. Is she frozen?
1: She's coming. She's getting here. she's
0: just taking a deep breath.
1: Madison, can you hear us?
0: yes
3: i can can you hear me
1: yes we have a few questions before we get started what's your favorite okay. place to shred the hot pow pow uh what's your favorite <laughs> snowboarding uh mountain and how many madisons do you know
3: um madisons are too many to count oh, I wow. Told you guys. wow i don't know yeah anymore. growing up yeah in high school there were probably at least like seven in my class alone really Yep. Seven. yeah how did you know this motion he's probably
0: fucked so many madisons
1: no Ew. i've never fucked a madison i haven't i don't th- No, i haven't how i, sa- I said here's s- what i did madison when i saw that me. you were in utah i said i feel that every woman in utah is named madison and they said that's a pretty uh, uh reductive point you're kind of an idiot we wanted what a to see fool what you'd say. and then here you are madison proving me right and it Confirm feels so me. good
0: and by the way madison it's me natasha Moshe, and our friend beth stelling and uh yeah. We're very excited to help you out. Yeah.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
1: How long have you been a professional snowboarder?
3: Is Wait, are you really? She's not. Oh, but
1: okay. I just feel like Utah, the hat, the look. Mountains you got a in the you got a snowboard, right, Madison?
3: I do not.
1: Oh, Now
3: I know. My I kingdom is crumbling. I grew up I grew up in southern Utah, so we were not around snow all the time and It's just not something I really have interest in. It's something I get a lot of crap for too because I live in Utah. But yeah, it's just it's not my it's not my vibe. I love that you buck the standards.
1: Do you live in southern (laughs) Utah currently?
3: No, I am in northern Utah.
1: Southern Utah, some of the most beautiful country in the world. Southern? Oh, it's so beautiful. That's where arches is, right? Arches, yeah, right, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 Southern Utah is so pretty.
1: It's the best. Okay, sorry. Natasha. How can we help you, honey?
3: All right. So basically it's kind of like a adult child parent relationship question. Okay. Um I basically just want to know at what point is it not worth trying to work on a relationship with my parents when it kind of feels like they're not ready to work with me on the relationship? Yeah, that's a good question.
1: What do you mean by ready, by the way? Did they used to be is there some new by not ready yeah is there a new phenomenon or they just you you've ascended to a level of psychological readiness that that you don't think they'll ever catch up to
3: basically they i feel like i have put myself in situations with them to deepen the relationship and to better understand each other and it's kind of just been dismissed
2: oh yeah i've experienced that myself without being too invasive and why don't you just share as much as you're willing to share? Yeah. Have you ever I tried to hook
1: specific- up with them or? <laughs> no, no, no,
2: ignore him. Are you willing to share like uh, the general topic area? Like in- things that are coming to my mind are like, is it a matter of, where you are in your life, a life change for you, something you've shared with them that they're not accepting. Is it more something you want them to understand about the world that you feel like they're behind on? Is it something from your childhood and past that you have broached and they don't receive it? Well, like they're, they're still you treating to give you in sort of an
0: area there. It, like, yeah, like they're still treating you like an outdated version of yourself. And when you've actually grown up.
3: Yeah, definitely. What you just said, Natasha, I had a pretty decent relationship with them growing up. Oh, um, as I started to get older, I obviously started to see differences and just things that like, Oh, I'm smelling religion. uh, No, actually my, uh, my parents and my parents left the church and yeah, that was not really a part of my upbringing, thankfully, but, um, yeah, graduating high school, I was more than ready to get out of there just because there were a lot of just kind of like butting heads as far as treating each other, I think, with like, respect on just all, all levels of everything in life. And I recently had a kid. And I think that's what's brought up this discussion more so for myself is just knowing that they're going to be close with us and want a relationship with my child. But also knowing that I'm not cool with some of the things that they do that they say, you know, I, I also just want respect as a as a daughter, as a person, as a mother, mm. and yeah, I just it's I've tried to have hard conversations with them and put those boundaries in place, and they just get dismissed. Mm. Wow, do they laugh
2: it off, or do they say um, like you, or do they you know belittle you, or is it just
3: more like okay, we don't want that's it, okay, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, they yeah, we just it's it doesn't get too deep in it. And if there's a problem or anything, it just gets kind of brushed under the rug. Okay, um, And that's how they do things. And it's like, and you're not going to change
0: that and no yeah. amount of therapy you do in your life is going to make them change how they operate and have, have always operated. And, you know, it's like, I mean, I talk to moms all the time and like, nobody likes their in-laws. Nobody likes their parents. <laughs> They're all, annoying in some way and then you'll meet someone who's got the rare like my my mother's just like an, my nanny and she helps me in every way and is always there and we hang out you know but i know like that's like one tenth of the people and it's usually like just trying to manage boundaries and you know it's definitely hard that being said doesn't mean that you know you can't talk to them more firmly moshe you're good with all these firm hey, boundaries
1: well i our dog's peeing it's her sixteenth birthday. <laughs> The truth is we're in the middle of a celebration for Cutie yeah. Sweet 16. And this is like
2: the first time I went to therapy after a major trauma. <laughs> and I like had to talk to the woman for like, I don't know, 45 to an hour. And then she just stared at me. And then like five minutes left of the session, I go, are you going to help me?
1: <laughs> Madison, you're still with us?
3: I'm still here. Yes.
1: Okay. Sorry. You I, okay. Help you. Just I, an- I have a question for Madison that maybe it will get you talking. Yeah. Medicine? Are you uncomfortable telling us the kind any specifics like, about? What's
0: the worst thing she said? Oh yeah, because I'm trying podcast.
1: to under, understand. Is she making fun of you? Are they? Are they? Are they po- politically d- different from you? Are they saying insulting, it, abusive is it things? Yeah. Is it like, right. <laughs> Yeah, right.
2: Sure. santa no. doesn't exist. Or is it? Or is, I- is it like you don't believe in elf in the shelf, and they do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's honestly like this is I think the hardest part for me is because I don't have like hatred for my parents whatsoever. And I genuinely do want like a, just a, a mutual respectful relationship with them. Um, and it's just, this sounds kind of like, I don't know, like I'm throwing them under the bus, but like, I just really don't think they are at a place in their life to like self-reflect, hear honesty and like take it in and just, you know, go somewhere with it.
2: Are they, is there like times where you think the kid is at risk?
3: Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I, uh, I have a problem with like the, um, distractiveness that is in that relationship. And yeah, for sure. You know, like it's hard to talk about this sometimes. Cause like genuinely my parents are good people and I know this, but it's just this like huge disconnect that we have together that I'm just like, is it, you know, is it worth going, going to therapy with them or on my own and really figuring this out? Or is it just something that I kind of have to like just get over in a sense and just do my best at being with them and not thinking too much about it?
1: Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about this because uh, what
3: would they be open to therapy? Just curious. Um, most likely not. I would definitely like to ask okay. if I was, if I was at that point. Um, but yeah, they're not super into the idea. Go,
0: go Moshe. Well, go uh, Moshe.
1: This is my, you're talking about my mother. I mean, just, mm-hmm. I don't know because you're, I, I understand you have some things you want to keep private if that's getting increasingly obvious as the call goes on, no matter how many different ways we try to force you into a corner to say specific things, you aren't doing that. And I get that. I respect your integrity, but I am disappointed. Um, uh-huh. But my mom is this person is like, uh, there are things that I have identified in her that she just is not ever going to willing to, it won't ever change. And they are, uh, they are, I find them unacceptable and, and yet, I am. I have made the decision that I will accept her as she is, uh, and uh, and so I think that is the that's like the 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 algebra that you have to do right now. Is you just put them? You you know they're not the part where they change. It sounds like you're not getting that. That's a that's that's there. That won't happen. So they're them. They will be them. Forever. That's who, who you have. Those are your parents. And they're old, and their brains are all calcified and permanentized, and they're just like, old people don't change. They just are like, oh, I'm this guy. Deal.
0: They it's, can, but it takes but they like, don't. really big people. But they,
1: I,
2: I would yeah. say some do. I just want to give a little hope here and that my mom is very receptive and often open to conversation.
1: But was she previously not? I'm not saying... No. I'm saying... That is your mom, yeah. and that probably won't change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not saying no old person has ever changed. I'm saying that by the time they get to 60 years old, people start to get into their groove. Uh, this is my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, I might be wrong, but they I think they start to get in their groove. This is who I am. That is that is the last chapter of your life. Is the this is who I am? Years, and so <laughs> so you got to kind of decide. Like, are you going to accept them? As they are, and is the relationship worth it to you? Like you know, one thing I'm thinking about with your kid is, is it's not only you that will get benefit from the relationship with them or her or, or your child that will be that will feel detrimentally if the, if she sees something that you find unacceptable. There's also the part where. It's a bonus to your kid to have a relationship with their grandparent, right? And and I'm saying Mm -hmm. that really judgment-free on what you decide to do. If you decide you wanted to to minimize their part in your life, that's an acceptable choice. But I just, like, I always think about it like that. Like, I put all the things on one side... You know, oh, I love my parents. I want my kid to have a relationship with with a grandparent. And then on the other side, oh, they're distracted. They sometimes talk in ways that feel, you know, inappropriate. And I don't want my child seeing that. And I balance it, like weigh it and say, okay, it's worth it. Like, and I'm also curious, what's your fantasy? Like what what do you think when you think about like uh minimizing this relationship, what does that look like to you?
3: I think that I just wish that I could you know like I I try to put boundaries and be like, you know, strong for myself in all areas of my life. And like my parents are the one place where i feel like sometimes I just am a totally different person. Like I am nervous to bring up conversations because I'm nervous that they're going to punish me, which is crazy that I'm an adult have my own family and I'm still kind of in that weird dynamic with them and I think that like ideally I just wish that we could openly talk about our differences or you know, what's bothering us and just what? be honest with one another. And I think that the more that I think about it, I'm also feeling like I'm mourning a relationship that I once had with them. And I think that's what's so hard for me to just be able to be like, okay, I can put all this aside. And we can have this type of relationship that's new and but it feels it's just prophecy to you. Yeah. And do, do you rely on them
2: um, for, do you rely on them? No, not at all. Okay. So that's a big factor.
0: And, and what happens if you were to say something like that to them? Have you ever tried to have a
3: conversation? Yeah, I, I definitely have. So when I got pregnant, I was like full mama bear. I was like, I'm tackling all this. We're diving deep into this family shit. And it just did not go down well for me. It, it was, often
0: doesn't, yeah. and, and they might be threatened. That's the thing. Like my mom's whole, th- her whole story with me, my whole life was like, you know, have you ever thought that maybe your attitude and your, <laughs> that's why you're the in the position you're in? Cause I never had any money, you know? So her <laughs> whole thing was always, well, maybe that's why you're in the position you're in. So I could never like come to her with anything. But then when I made money, she couldn't really off s- of that attitude.
1: <laughs> she
0: couldn't really say that anymore. And we honestly didn't really talk for a couple of years, you mm-hmm. know, and she was like, what, you're, you're a comedian. Like, I don't get it, you know? And it was like, I would try to explain it to her. And, you know, it's just taken a lot of Cause it's like, the way that she wanted to interact with me was no longer a thing anymore because she couldn't say the same thing. We couldn't play out our roles. She was wrong.
1: Her weapon had dulled. She didn't have it anymore. So so I'm
0: saying maybe part of you becoming pregnant, having your own family, there could be some threat on the horizon with like how they think of you and little Madison. Or, you know, know, like... like the threat could have been
2: like, oh, well, when it's your turn, you'll see how hard it is. And you go, well, it's not that hard. I'm
1: actually right. doing a great job. Right. And they <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> the
2: fact that they potentially might have not done a good job and it's, uh, they get defensive is typically a parent's first response like, oh, I didn't do enough. I was doing the best I can. Sorry it wasn't good enough. Instead of like, I hear mm-hmm. you. There are areas that I, I wish I had handled differently. At the time, I felt like I was doing the best I could, but I am, I'm sorry that it hurt you and still affects you. So,
3: Yeah, I think, sorry.
1: No, please go ahead.
3: I was just going to say they were super young when they had me. They were both 18 years old. And I sometimes feel like they just haven't gone past 18 years old. Mm. And I, I mean, I was by no means like an old parent. I had my son at 27. That's not that old at all. But I just don't think they even have a concept of like what your life can look like. And what my life did look like as an adult, you know, not having to take care of a child from the age of 18. And, and it's they're probably really resentful
0: t- of you that you got that extra decade in to like mm-hmm. snowboard or whatever. So, <laughs> she
1: doesn't resentment. snowboard. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I, okay. Be resentment. Yeah, I, okay.
0: But who cares why it is? It's not working.
1: Right. So this, yeah. so here's what, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I, 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 I'm still curious what the fantasy looks like. Like, I hear your fantasy that you've you've come to terms with the fact that your fantasy of making them into different, more receptive, more evolved people, uh, you've you've realized that that is that that's not going to happen. Uh, this, so that's good. And we all have this process. I feel like of you know when we're growing up, we think our parents are heroes, and then we get old enough, we realize they're not heroes. And then sometimes we get old, so old they turn into the, into the children and you you see all of their flaws and i and i like i feel like even that is a little bit um of an illusion like sometimes the degree to which w- we See our parents' flaws is heightened, and the other thing I was gonna, I was thinking was like, when you say you turn into like a little kid when you're dealing with them, and all of your therapeutic growth as a human being is out the window, and you're like, I know it's weird, it's like not weird at all. You're dealing with your like core base programming. They're the ones that taught you all this stuff when you were a kid, so you had this dysfunction, and of course, every time you go back to them, it's dysfunction again. It's like that. Why do your parents push your buttons? Because they're the ones that sewed them on. Kind of cliche. So how do
0: you make it better?
1: Well, I do have a pres- I have a prescriptive thought. I wonder what you guys <clears throat> think about this, because all that said, I do fall into like the old kind of idea that I know is a little old fashioned, which is they are your parents, and so I do think this is just my opinion. I do think that it's worth it with your parents to do one full throated attempt. To get what you want out of them, to to have one therapy session with them, say to them, "I'm not satisfied." I mean, just say all of it out loud, like a hundred percent honest. I'm not satisfied with our relationship. I feel like it's threatening my ability to be in your lives in the way that I want to long term. And the way that I would like to solve that is by talking to somebody about this with you. Are you willing to do that? Yes or no. Just giving him one shot to say no, and if they say no, then I think you figure out whether or not you you know what what you can get which is probably all that they're ever going to give you is worth it to have them in your life.
2: And If that doesn't work just use your kid as a pawn.
1: That's a good idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You want to see this kid again?
1: I mean what is the fantasy? What do you think about when you think about getting them out of your life? Like what does that look like?
2: Yeah is it a matter again this is me asking a more detailed question. Is it a matter of like hey could you please not take my child to McDonald's and then they're like they just wanted a little frosty.
4: <laughs> you
1: know, or is it like they right, like,
2: are taking your kid to like a anti-abortion rally and
0: you're like, what the hell? Or, you know, I mean, that's why I'm curious. Or about Are you just, area. are you just mad? Cause they're on their phones while they're supposed to be watching her. Yeah.
3: Yes. I'm mad. Cause they're on their phones while they're supposed to be watching. Him. All
0: elderly people are obsessed with their phones just as much as like the youth are. And it really sucks. And they're like useless. Like mm-hmm. my dad would come before he died. He was like obsessed with my child and the whole time he would just be playing like bingo on his phone, and it was you know he just like and then he wanted to get pictures. I really feel like he came, he flew here to try to get pictures of him to put on Facebook.
1: But you know what, Natasha? What our child, when she thinks about her papa who's who died this year, has fond memories and loving memories, even and though I, he was on his phone. And she's a better person I, as a she's a better person for having known him than she would have been had she not. And so, like, I see that you are an evolved person, I see you've done a ton of work on yourself, and I see that you have probably surpassed the psychological capability of your parents, you know, limited access to tools. But one part of psych- of evolution, spiritual, uh, psychological, and otherwise, is accepting people where they are and not expecting them to give more than they can give. I'm not trying to, I hope this doesn't come off as harsh, because, like, if you choose to leave their life, I think that's an acceptable choice. but. But I do think that that there's a possibility that the resentment you feel towards them is not so much an exa- is not only an example of them not being evolved, but it's also an example of something further for you to break through on, mm-hmm. because your kid could have a relationship with them, looking at their phone, and go, "I love Grandma, and Grandpa." I pro- I bet he would and mm-hmm. he doesn't isn't even going to notice and it's you that's like fucking why didn't you pay more attention to me mm-hmm. when i was a kid you know what the fuck like you yeah. were distracted then too
0: also how old is the kid under 2 yeah you two can just months. tell them too like say listen i like really don't want uh him to be around phones like i told that mm-hmm. to people it's like I- actually pretty w- widely recommended to not give your kid tv before 2 like you know that's just a and you can just have these general Kind of things, and if you're going to rely, you don't rely on them for babysitting.
2: No, you could also teach it how to steal mm, and, and steal the phone. You know,
0: so, what, no, while they're on the phone,
2: steal the wallet.
1: Oh, that's kind of a mm. fun area. Mm. I
3: think yeah, no, fun. I I do agree with you, Moshe. I don't want them out of my life, and I do see the benefit of them being in my life for my son as well. I mean, I already see it. I know that he's, you know, he's always happy to see them, and I see how happy they make. He makes them. And so I just, I guess ultimately maybe the fantasy is how do I, like, how do I manage my stress levels when I am with them mm-hmm. and just accept them for who they mm-hmm. are and not let it literally just get me going? Maybe beta blockers?
1: Beta blockers. <laughs> drugs. Well, I,
0: I do like Moshe's idea of one last hurrah to try to talk mm-hmm. to them. And if they're really, uh, you know, object, but I, I do think when you do sit down with them, it's important to be to say all this stuff. Like, you know, I really love the relationship that Madison Jr. has with you. (laughs) And I I see him light up when you come in the room. And I would just love our relationship to just be even more of that. You know, like you just always lead with the compliments. And and that's pretty cool that they had you at 18 and they're still together. I mean, that's like very rare. I don't know anyone who who's like that. Actually, I have one friend who's married from like her high school crush. And they had they're still together. And, you know, I I think it's it's very special and it's cool. And, you know, I'm sure it taught you a lot subconsciously. And, you -hmm. know, I think just like opening your heart to them a little bit and just letting them know that those kind of things are important because they probably are, you know, jealous or threatened. Or you could write it in the letter sometimes those are
2: effective as well. Mm-hmm. If yeah. there's no time for the conversation or you don't want to have it in front of your kid, you could say like you, yeah, you could write it in a letter.
0: And just having that one and then if they're like, "What? We don't need that." And then you don't talk to them for 2 weeks. Okay, then you don't bring it up again and then you just try to like just let them know the boundary. I feel like get one of like those lock boxes for the phones.
1: It's not good. They're not going to put their phone in the lock but, box. But That's,
0: she needs to know like she needs to know when it's time to say something.
1: I think yeah. to me, I think we we have our algebra equation. I feel like I've we've collected enough data points that we have our algebra equation. Seems like they're I also just
0: think pretty. set of a
2: pretty good fake accident, you know, where he's bleeding a lot, and <laughs> mm.
4: and, and
1: they're then, like,
2: were oh, you watching him? You know, oh, that's really good. <laughs> oh, create a create idea. A, create
1: a crisis that they will then adjust their yeah, behavior. maybe
2: like maybe get a dummy. Do
1: mm-hmm. they have a pool? Um,
2: yeah. Get a dummy, Stop. put it face down in the pool. This is a great idea. Beth. With the, I like partner, that a lot. I'll put go- their
1: iPhone in its hand and yeah. say, this is what happens. And then you grab the dummy out of the pool and say, it wasn't him, but it could have been next time. <laughs> yeah. it will be. I put your phone this. away. But so, okay, here's your algebra equation. Change them changing and becoming different. That's out. That we X that off. Not going to happen. Um, them res- them ever becoming the parents you want them to be. Never. It's out. The option gone. Um. You. So the possible things you you getting rid of them out of your life. You said you don't want that. That's gone too. We x that out. They want you want them to stay in your life. So now you've got unchanged parents w- w- in your life forever. You've decided that that is what you want. Well, we have the variable of uh have the the, the final real conversation with them and see if they we get back to uh, them changing. But it probably won't happen. They'll probably just stay the same. And but you're gonna
0: have to do all the groundwork, by the way, right. of like getting a therapist, finding three that, that you might like, yep. let them pick.
1: Yep. Yep. And then but but we give it a shot, but it probably won't happen. So the most likely outcome is unchanged parents uh, in your life forever. And what can we change in, in this? You've got unchanged parents in your life forever. What is possible to change? It is is you, Madison the whole it's an inside job as they say in the 12 steps and the only possibility if you want them in your life you know they're not going to change is that you're going to have to find a way to change to accept their unacceptable behavior and that is a hard hard fucking task but it's about acceptance this is my opinion acceptance developing your own personal ability to tolerate the intolerable and finally uh not having them around very often they're in your mm-hmm. life, but don't overdo it because you're going to drive yourself crazy. And don't
0: tell them like, I can only see you once a week. That's not something you say to them because that totally make them hostile. But like right. I've said this on the podcast before when Moshe's mom decided to move next, you know, a block away from us. <coughs> um,
1: She had an allergic reaction just then.
0: When we had the kid, <laughs> Um, you know, I went to my therapist about it and he was like, well, how much do you want to see them? And I was like, I could see them once a week. That's good for me. And, he, and then I came to Moshe and I said, listen, you know, I'm happy to see your mom once a week and have a dinner. And, you know, if you want to see her more, definitely go do that. And he does. He like goes over all the time.
1: Every single night I'm when just- I get tired, I can't <laughs> sleep unless I'm in her bed. But so. I'm just
0: saying like, you know, that was a boundary. I mean, whatever. It's it's. It it varies, but like you know, I was just afraid that they would be over every day or something, but, you know. And and they're not really, they don't really babysit the kids, so it doesn't really help me in that way. So, you know, it's that's that's my boundary. You, mm-hmm. you can cut this out
1: if you want. No, it's just it's great. It's just it's yeah, fu- no, that was great. It's just funny to get to the point where you realize your parents are unevolved enough that you realize yeah. you need to evolve more. That is the situation <laughs> that you're in. They are stunted and you haven't grown enough to accept their stuntedness and since you can't make them become unstunted the only option for you is kick them to the curb which you're not down to do or find a way to accept them as they are that's it that's All what right. i think what do you think beth you disagree you, you give me give me that look we always do this when beth is on the show because she's Wait, so, she's she saw so, beth has a softer touch than i do <laughs> and i think that's good i mean she has a more loving touch than i do
2: have you tried french kissing your dad
1: I asked that in the beginning of the call, oh. and Madison wouldn't give that detail either. Beth has a he'd be Beth has a softer, I touch. <laughs> has
0: a softer <laughs> touch. I like to manipulate. You could also be like ask her for advice. Your mom is it more your mom or your dad who you're at odds with?
3: My mom for sure.
0: And you could like you know something that she really likes to do. Maybe you guys could like go do a day a, a play date with the kid of something that's up her alley and ask her some questions about her parenting and what was it like and anything that's stressing you out, like then she'll feel, you know, you could kind of get her into a place where then you can (laughs) manipulate her
3: into maybe going to a
0: therapist with you. Yeah,
3: for sure. No, I, this has all been absolutely superb. I appreciate it. Wow. Okay. I feel like
1: She's giving us her walk motor. She's like, it has been good enough. I'm going to go now. Do Mad- you have any
3: soft touch though? Yeah,
1: you got some Was soft that touch? really
0: what you were looking at Moshe for? Cause he's too harsh. No,
2: I mean, um, no, I got nothing.
1: All right. Well, Madison, good luck. This is difficult. This is like I said, this core programming stuff.
2: Oh, I have one thing. Okay. I have one thing. I would just say, you know, it is easy to get frustrated with your mom. And uh, sometimes I'll have to stop and think two things. One, this really is out of love and she does want the best for me, typically. And two, (laughs) she will die and I will be devastated. Mm.
1: Right? I had a thing the other day. We talked about this vaguely, but basically my mom wanted me to pick her up. We talked about this last week, but my mom wanted me to pick her up One of the things that my mom does, Madison, just to be vulnerable (laughs) with you, I know we should wrap this call up, but my mom falls a lot. She's got very bad balance issues. She got her inner, she got a cochlear implant put in, and it fucked her balance up. She falls, and she's deaf, so then the
0: implant kind of messes it.
1: It's a Something giant it. stress to me, and I believe it's how my mom is going to die. I, I, I mean, I believe it to my core. And she's a hoarder, and there are tripping hazards all over her house. And she Hence fucking not watching the child. And she fucking won't do anything about it. She won't take it seriously. She won't. I keep telling her, all you got to do is think of yourself as a person who falls ev- in every interaction, and you won't fall anymore. Do you
0: know? In, in, in I heard that in Japan they teach falling lessons to the would, old people. I would love to You're teach supposed her to go limp.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is but, that what you do? Yeah. But my mom, like she gets out of the car and she's like, she thinks she's young and spry. She's got a handful of groceries and her two fucking uh, canes. And she's just like, I'm she going. With and then
0: like two walking And space. then she
1: like stumbles. And I go, all you got to do is every time the car stops, you go, I'm a person who falls. Let me get out of this car in a reasonable way. She can't do it. She won't do it. So the other day she wants me to, to, to uh, and I've done multiple interventions on it and she won't change. And the other day I'm supposed to pick her up for the farmer's market. And my kid was coming home an hour later than I thought. So I texted her. I said, I'm not going to be able to pick you up until 1030, not 930. And she's like pissed off, says I'm selfish. And she's like, I'm just going. And you know I have balance issues. I'm going to walk by myself. And so now I'm like, she's manipulating me. I'm triggered. I'm an, I'm thinking she's going to die. Like, I should you, give
0: her some manipulation lessons.
1: Well, uh, Well, I mean, it worked on me. And I was like.
0: It didn't. You didn't go.
1: Uh, right but i was stressed out the entire time but i didn't go i didn't go i didn't allow her to let me to get me in the car and drive her there and take her to the mm-hmm. farmer's market because she was using this thing against me this psychic warfare against the me fear. The, the fear the fear fear and it's hard i mean it's so difficult it's because like you're saying like if she had fallen on that walk i would have never forgiven myself but what am i supposed to do i cannot you allow can't let it rule you yeah that
0: all right well go back, yeah. madison have that talk give give those compliments try to connect with her set those
3: boundaries
1: try kissing him like beth yeah. said
0: just to
3: make her also jealous. i i just want to say i'm reading your book natasha and i'm absolutely in love with it and i appreciate it so much mosha i love your new haircut thank you and then when I found out that you were on i literally fangirled so i was just I'm so excited. I'm so glad you guys have me. We oh, love you. Thank you.
2: Good luck we were to you. happy to yeah. talk to you. Thanks for putting up with all the connection issues. Yeah. That was all Moshe's fault. No. Of
1: course. <laughs> <laughs> it's my no mom's problem. fault. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Bye. See
3: ya. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Bye. She was sweet.
0: No details, though.
1: I know. I wanted some fucking deets. I, that's why I kept offering some. Yeah. I, I wanted a some a of them. Reaction.
0: Deets. Well, I get it. I mean, I don't even know why people
2: go on camera. Yeah. I know. It Obviously, it's invasive and you're worried and all these things. All
1: right. Well, I don't know what it would be is like. That, was that the heavy one? <laughs> What's funny is that our producer before the show said, "Just so you know, one of the calls is really heavy, <laughs> and that wasn't that the I, one."
2: But we—that was that. not heavy.
1: No, but well, yeah. h- let's find out.
2: That was like maybe like, I have a problem with my boyfriend, and you're like, "What?" And it's like, "Well, you know, I just don't feel respected." And I'm like, "Is he beating you, or is he <laughs> well, not taking you to the farmers?" There's market?
1: disrespect happening. <laughs> the, well, there's just disrespect. <laughs> yeah, I wanted more. Okay, we're gonna call. But M-
2: I do respect your privacy,
1: Mia, in Los Angeles. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Have you thought about taking out a life insurance policy? Uh... I think you should think about taking out a life insurance <laughs> policy with a very, very high payout. No, but honestly, life insurance is one of these things that you don't think about and you should think about because it's something that's important. You want to care for your family if something, God forbid, should happen to you. It's something you don't want to think about, but Fabric has made thinking about it a lot easier.
0: You know, my dad just died and he had life insurance and I got a fat check.
1: We're rich. Fabric was designed by parents, hey, for parents, to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. If you are a parent, there's no excuse not to have life insurance if you can afford it. And you could be offered coverage instantly with Fabric with no health exam required.
0: It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time.
1: So protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash honeymoon.
0: That's meetfabric.com slash honeymoon. M E E T, fabric.com slash honeymoon.
1: You ready for me to do my legal voice? Yeah. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states, prices subject to underwriting and health questions.
0: Wait, Moshe, that was good.
1: Thank you. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Moshe. This is literally a product that we need to use. It's called Rocket Money. Are you subscribed to anything that you were paying for? Oh my
0: god. Today I logged into my PayPal and it was like one ninety nine taken from Apple, four ninety nine taken from Apple, three ninety nine taken from Roku, four ninety nine like there was like six Apple charges just from yesterday. I have no idea what they are.
1: Dude, I just bought a PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. and I looked. I still was subscribed to Xbox Live. I don't I had a PlayStation 4. And before that, an Xbox, and I've just been subscribed for through two different consoles. This is a travesty.
0: Right, so that's why you need to get Rocket Money.
1: Rocket Money, you got to stop throwing your money away.
0: Rocket Money, formerly known as True Bill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one. Place.
1: There is no reason not to use this. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com/slash honeymoon.
0: Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch that one show on or that free trial you never, ever used. Do you know, I've got like three subscriptions to the Criterion channel. Unreal. I lose my password and I have to get a new And
1: you didn't want to watch that stuff anyway. You were just doing that to prove to yourself that you're smart. <laughs> That's rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon to save money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions. Rocketmoney.com slash honeymoon.
2: Okay, Mia in our backyard she needs a breathe right strip
1: she needs more than that cutie's birthday it's her 16th She's like, it's birthday it's
2: my birthday i'll piss on the rug if i want to
1: mia mia is it mia yes it is hi mia we want to let you know this is a very big deal in our podcast uh it's mayor cutie's sweet 16
4: <laughs> okay
1: yeah this is a kind of a big deal that you're here for that
4: um Mia. Uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: No, she's, you're good. I mean, we we welcome you to the party.
4: Yeah,
0: she's celebrating by continuing to breathe.
1: <laughs> yeah, barely. Very barely.
0: <laughs> um, Mia, what's going on? Oh, it's by the way, it's Natasha, Moshe, and Beth Stelling. Hi. Hi. Our good friend, hilarious comedian.
1: How can we help?
4: Okay. So I have this incredibly rare and life-limiting disease. So I'm having this like hard time distinguishing when I should tell somebody that I'm dating or wanting to date.
2: When you should tell tell
4: them
1: Something when you should happen. break the news.
4: Yeah. I mean, I could just be like an opening liner, but right, right, yeah.
1: right. What, uh, w- when you say life limiting, you mean that it, you will die young or that it will, that it limits your ability to live fully.
4: Um, the issue is like, it could be like, the full progression of my disease could be like within six months or it could be within like
0: 10 years. Uh
1: uh Uh-huh. 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 Okay. Okay. You
0: should definitely just like, wait, so you're saying 10 years is the maximum? They, it's so hard to estimate it that they won't even, they won't even try. Okay. So you should always be living for the maximum. I think that should be your reality. It should not be six months to live. Like how,
1: how Mayor Cutie does. Mayor Cutie lived her life to the max. Uh, Yeah. So live life. What does that mean though, in terms of dating?
2: Yeah, it's sort of like you could take it one way, which is go up to somebody and essentially say like, "I'm only in town for one night." <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or it's like you're saying. I think the the real and men question, will be attracted to it. I know. Like, hey, you're wrong. But I think the real question is is what are you looking for? And it doesn't right. just have to be one thing. You know, I think if it depends on what you're looking for per per week or month or whatever it is, you know. If you're looking for a positive, intimate exchange, then I think you can say, hey, look, uh, I don't have much time. Do you eat pussy? You know,
1: <laughs> have you considered that specific set of words?
4: Um, I have. No. Are you Enough. are you
1: after love or are you after fun or what is what is it that you want? What, what do you want?
4: Yeah, it's really easy to do casual. Right. Yeah. That's not a problem. Even if you bring it up, nobody really cares. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you're gorgeous and
1: You're gorgeous and they're not listening, right? They're like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, I don't I barely pay attention."
2: It's yeah, easy yeah. to do casual, but is it fulfilling in the sense that, you know, not and I don't even just mean like emotionally. I mean, not everybody out there is a good lay in one night. Mm. I love it when men I bra- I have a joke about this, but it's like when men brag about one night stands, I'm like, all I hear is no repeat customers. Like, <laughs> like, if I go to a restaurant and it's terrible, I don't yelp about it. I just don't return. <laughs> that's a funny
1: <laughs> idea. The restaurant is like, oh yeah, we got so many people coming in and out of here. They never come back. <laughs> so it's
2: like, Obviously that is easy, but I, I think that's why, I don't know. Intimacy can obviously be a good exchange, even if it's not uh, in a committed thing. So I hope that like, yeah, I don't know where you're at because some, some people handle it differently, like what they're looking for in those one-nighters.
0: Do you guys feel like it's lying to say it when she finally does have a talk with someone she likes to say, you know, I might like to be a little more vague about it, to not say I have six months to 10 years, like just to say like yes. it might be, you know, I might have like a decade left, I don't know, or make it a little more vague so it doesn't feel like, you're going to die well, in February.
1: Well, here's a problem I have with that is that what you're saying is it's easy to do casual. And I, I feel like, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but What you're saying is like, this is this big part of me. It's a big, scary part of me. I want to connect with someone on a really deep and intimate level. And and I have this big bit of information that when I share that I'm afraid or it has happened that they can't deal with it and they fucking are out. So a half-honest version of that will will keep keeps you from the intimacy that you desire. Anyway, is that right?
0: Right, because part right, of yeah. her reality is it could be six months. Uh,
1: to, I, I, exactly. Have you had negative reactions to revealing this before?
0: Um,
4: yeah, I've definitely been ghosted by like some more casual things, but the problem is like after. A while. I can't tell if I just have a horrible personality or because nobody's ever going to look at you in the eyes and be like, uh, I just don't like disabled people. You know, right, <laughs> right, right, right. But are, you oh, date, it's hard to tell. Do you date men? Unfortunately.
1: Well, I'm just saying <laughs> uh, you don't have to go to the... Um, I, I, do I have a bad personality? I've been ghosted. Or is it my disease? I've been ghosted. It's like they're men. Yeah, They're, they're out here. Go- <laughs> they're out here ghosting able-bodied people every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, but that's not to say that this isn't heavy information that could cause somebody to run away. I mean, that is right. the reality that you're living with. That's just real. Somebody, a lot of people will not be able to deal with that. That's just, that's true. But that's. Luckily for you or unluckily for you, that is not the man that you want to be with and be intimate with anyway. Right. Of course, right. That's yeah. not on your list of things. Guy that can't deal with somebody that's got a serious health issue. He's, right. that, he's out.
2: My instinct is yes. to, which I'm sure you've probably been doing is to feel it out, wait for a time where it's like, Oh, this might be progressing and then share it. But you know, if it's, affecting your daily life or the date or your intimacy i guess that's when it comes up
4: right i mean people are always asking me like you know what are you doing this week and i have like appointments and i have to travel like an hour two hours like almost every week sometimes that's a lot so like it's it's hard to bring it's it it comes up early Mm -hmm. and they're like oh why do you have an appointment again how early (laughs) how
1: early are we talking
2: when you're trying to schedule the date right? Yeah, right.
1: Right. Ah. Yeah.
0: Okay, can I just can I just put something out there? This might be wrong. But like a little mystery is okay. Like I don't think in the first weeks of dating someone you have to explain why you need to drive an hour to an appointment. I agree. Like, I just feel like yeah. even though honesty uh, is the best policy, uh, I I just I don't I don't know why you owe anyone that, you know? Like Yeah. I I, I just I feel like you can you can refrain a little bit from from giving that up. Actually, it, it, unless you're really ready to talk to someone and like you know it's gonna progress.
1: I actually I know the answer. I actually think I I have your answer. Good. I think that it the time that you should be, you are going too early. And that's probably because it's a monolith in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's something that you think about all the time. Not only you're illness, but how people are going to react to your illness. It's like a big a big boogeyman to you. So you you share it too quickly before you should. Then there's too late, which is you're in love with this guy and you guys are down the path of dating. And then you're like, oh, by the way, by the way, unbelievable bombshell. I think the actual answer is exactly in the middle. It's when that feeling that that feeling when uh, when you between The awkwardness of dating and the I'm in love with this person, that moment where you're like, you know what? I think I like this person. To me, that feels like the right time to say, you know what? I think I'm starting to like you. And it's important for me to tell you something that is going to be a big factor in my life. And if you're going to be in it, it's going to be a big factor in yours, too. I think it's that you know, it's like, what is that? Four dates a month? Does that feel? Is that the time?
2: Yeah, I'm just thinking about the guy who on like a second date asked me to pick him up from LASIK. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but like, exactly. And people are like, like I, someone was telling me some story about, it was like, a, I think maybe it was my therapist. And he was like talking about this woman and she needed a wig because her hair, she had hair loss and she wouldn't wear the wig around her husband. And she's like, I don't want us to have any secrets. And his thing to me was, yes, you should have secrets. Put on your wig. Like, why? Like, Why? M- I don't know. I I feel like there is something to just like having this your own life and you don't have to think of it as lying. It's just like, I mean, you have a very unique, uh, albeit slightly harrowing life that you're like leading and you're like, you know, you've got to be very careful with like your thoughts and and, and the things that you choose to do with your life. And like, you know, there's a very good chance that this could lead you to some sort of higher spiritual plane, or I don't know, or who knows where, I mean, it's, it's a very unique existence. So I feel, and also by the way, I don't mean to like diminish what's happening with you, but like the world is going to be over in two years, like whatever's happening with the (laughs) same ai like i i really <laughs> it's,
1: a- it's always back to ai with natasha because it is so insane to me like
0: this stuff is just they're just testing it out like it clearly seems sentient that's a sentient. good
1: that's a good suggestion you bring it up every time you bring it up immediately change the subject to ai destroying society within the <laughs> no, next listen, two or three years anyway years,
0: i mean I, I i just feel like 10 years is a long time and so you know maybe there is a way to try to like have a lightness to, I I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it could benefit everything. And I don't know, I, I don't have experience with this. So it's hard for me to give advice. And I don't want to feel like I'm giving you advice. But I just know as a woman, like, just keeping some of my mystery and not telling people we'll probably lure them in faster.
2: Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> if you're over here not explaining yourself, you're like, ooh what
0: is she up to? You know, but I'm not saying she shouldn't explain herself. I'm just saying, though, he's like, oh, why can't you meet on Thursday? And you're like, well, I guess I'm going to have to tell you. Thursdays are my hour and a half drive to blah, 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 medical center. I just I don't think that I I would really try to, like, halt that. And the way to look at it probably
2: is protecting yourself and your energy and how many times you have to explain it. Because I think you want to be wary, too, of... How many times you are explaining it, mm-hmm. even just the words, like you know it's this comes to mind, like coming up in Chicago, hearing dude comics constantly talk about how poor they were, how they never get a job, how they're so poor, and they never get a job. I'm like, sounds like you shouldn't do comedy, you know, like go get a job <laughs> um, but, but 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 the idea of repeating something negative so often, and again, this is not what I'm referring to as what you're what you're dealing with, but I just mean how many times you're saying and are talking about it. Self preservation. I think yeah, yeah, protecting yourself and and who you want to share it with, and and even for yourself, um, saying it as, as much. But. Yeah,
1: get to those first dates because you need the experience, Mia, of getting to the first date and going, ugh, I don't want to fuck with this dude at all. He's not worth my t- my explanation because I'm not giving him a second date. I'm out. His yeah. personality is definitely a, a, a bigger bomb drop than my medical history. I'm I'm gone. Like I think you have in that experience, and then finding somebody and knowing, protecting yourself, and knowing in your heart that there is a possibility. As you you know this, obviously you're not naive to this. That you're gonna have a connection with somebody and be like, I really like this guy. I'm gonna share this with him, and that he's gonna get scared and be like, I can't deal with that. That is something that might might happen to you but that dude was a fucking loser that you didn't want to be with anyway. You didn't know it, but it's just true. There's somebody out there. That is
2: a very scary reality. There's pretty much no way around that. Yeah. Like that is a very valid fear if you're having it. Cause like you said, casual is easy. So it sounds like maybe what you are looking for is a deeper connection. And I think say this comes up, you are starting to connect and you get them to reciprocate. And then this is my instinct because I unfortunately have some codependent tendencies and I sort of care for people's feelings ahead of mine sometimes and it's detrimental to us. However, in this particular case, if you were okay with keeping them in your life and you didn't feel like you what you needed was their care or help, you could get ahead of it and say, I'm going to share something with you. But this I would like it to not change us because I'm not asking anything more of you than your affection of me in the times that we do share to be present.
4: Yeah, that's good. I like that.
1: That's great, Beth. I was exactly when you were saying that, it, it, it was really a profound idea that, that it made me think, Mia, is it po- it's possible that you are telling these people so early because you're more worried about that the burden you're about to put on them. Than you are about yourself and finding somebody that you're excited about. You're like, oh god, I'm I'm this I'm this bad damaged person. So I be- I better get ahead of it. So this poor guy doesn't have to deal with my shit. It's like fuck him. Be selfish a little bit. I That's- was
0: in the middle of freezing my eggs when I started dating Moshe, but I didn't share with him that I was like going home and like putting a needle in my butt. <laughs> or you know when I was yeah. first harvesting my eggs or whatever. It's like you could just smell it. And he was like,
1: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm just saying eggs over my hammy,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know, I, it's not like that would probably have been weird to tell him. I don't know. It might've kind of scared him away, to be honest. It's a totally different thing, but I'm just saying, like, I just feel like sometimes we overlook the idea that, and I like how Beth explained it. It felt less manipulative. It felt more like self-preservation. And I think that that is so important, especially as women, like hearing you say that, that you're always thinking of other people's you know emotions and feelings I, I do that too and it's
2: even just with like texting someone back yeah. you know like someone saying like hey can you get together and it's this the way we live in this world in our society obviously and it's also like i shared my tendencies Like i better get back to them and then it's like actually if you're doing something you don't have to respond and right. you can take the time that you need to be like how do i feel about
1: that because cause I have a feeling that if you had an hour and a half drive across town every Tuesday and Thursday, but it was to go pick up um, line bikes because that's what you did for a living. And it wasn't because of this really heavy thing that you wouldn't be thinking, oh, brother, I <laughs> they know they know there's something up. I better tell them about the line bikes. You would just be like, I got a job, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a heavy yeah. thing that you're that you're dealing with and thinking about. But like you deserve not not even to say you're like heroic, but you deserve to To be easy on yourself fuck these guys are strangers you'd be easy on yourself and do what makes you feel best
2: yeah and then yeah. i don't know what it's gonna af- how it's gonna affect your uh, libido or, or whatever but also you know
0: masturbating
1: oh yeah <clears throat> beth thinks you should masturbate
0: and don't underestimate okay. my advice because um I did predict that Trump would be the president, so maybe there are. (laughs) I was here during that bombshell. (laughs) Really ruined the party. Uh,
1: Mia, you're awesome, and I just I do think that there's totally somebody out there that this is not going to be too much for them to deal with. I mean, they
0: don't deserve it. Is the bottom line? They don't deserve (laughs) you, and they don't deserve to know your personal story until you're ready to tell it.
1: But you know, I know there's a lot of people in my life I've been in the d- disabled community my entire life. There are plenty of people out there that are uh, that are able-bodied and and are perfectly willing to be on a journey with somebody that's got physical challenges. My stepdad is one. I have another friend who's got a wife with Huntington's and it's not like those good guys that are there for that are there because of the person that they fall in love with, not because of the illness or the disability. Uh, aren't out there you just got to keep playing the field till you find the right guy it's it's higher stakes but it's the same game everybody's playing with dating is they're just finding the right person who's down to accept you for who you are
4: yeah that's true i love your glasses thank you i'm getting new ones on thursday but yeah
1: (laughs) so this is the end
2: i like having um (laughs) you know
0: alternates
1: um, all right, Mia, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. I know that I'm sure that's uh scary or something like that. And but let
0: us know how it goes. And, and yeah. maybe, you know, maybe you'll, maybe there's other advice. I don't know. I feel like it's so it's so much to, to to tell someone, but it's like, I do see that it's not really their business yeah. until you want it to be. And I feel like I could totally see myself in your position, feeling guilty and feeling like I'm lying, and feeling like I need to like explain myself, and it just feel like that's that's not really true, right? Also, you can practice and verbally
2: out loud some of the stuff, like even just in your room while you sit there, you could practice like saying it out loud, or if it affects the way you are in the bedroom, like practicing some of the things you would say in a moment, like if something hurts your body. Or if you are limited in some way, you would practice saying that out loud. So if it happens, you can say it to the person. That's and if cool. they don't receive it well, then you can say,
0: I, you know, I'd like you to leave. Cause you're saying that's a good test as to how they'll receive other heavier stuff.
2: Yeah. I just mean, I think it's, there's a difference between thinking up here all the time mm. and saying it out loud. So if you sit in your room or where it might happen or wherever it is and say the things, then you'll be, you'll have the practice. That's cool. Beth.
4: Yeah.
1: All right, Mia. You're the best. We hope the best for you. Will you stay in touch with us and tell us if you find anybody? We're curious, and we would love to I hear will. from you again.
4: Yeah, I will.
1: All right, you're or awesome.
4: Or I'll tell you who know, goes that'll be more <laughs> fun. <laughs> All right, the worst date ever.
1: Sweet. Thank you for calling, and thank you for sharing that with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right.
0: I just had a great idea. Yeah. What is it? For her, we should ask that AI <laughs> chatbot what say that that thing. That is or really she could funny. Do it in AI. Wait, what's that chatbot? I'll
1: do call? it right now. You want me to ask him right now? Do you
0: have it, guys. Say, I don't even know what you're talking about because that's so, how far away I am from
2: AI.
1: Oh yeah, you want to do? You can.
0: What's it called? AI.
1: Chat.gpt. So right. there's
0: this new like AI sentient AI. Oh, they're not. Hold on, should we sentient.
1: call her back for this?
0: No, no. Let's see what they say.
1: Okay. We we don't want to call Mia back and actually do it in real time and read it to her.
0: But what if it's terrible? Yeah, oh, let's, it'll let's probably it probably will be. First. It's a robot. I mean. So, but but the but I've been. Um, l- Reading about this chatbot and is it a chatbot? What is it guys? It's it basically it's a, you can ask it any question in the world, and like I was listening to this podcast and they were like, the woman was like, I asked, uh, I asked the chatbot, can you have Buddha write a letter to Jesus Christ for like, and then like and immediately wrote like, or they're writing like, can you write a term paper, um, in from, the style of
1: an eighteen-year-old eight, girl
0: about this, and it like Harvard professors are like, oh, I mean it's, it's
1: B plus. That's All what right.
0: I'm saying, like, we're, we're let's finished. Let's ask chat.gpt. We okay, yeah. We're going to say... Like, say, I, say I,
1: have, I have...
0: Wait, 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 wait.
1: Okay, go just, ahead, Beth.
0: Let's
2: brainstorm before we... Oh, yeah. It in.
1: By the way, if there's low stakes. We can ask it many questions. <laughs> oh, okay, I, okay, <laughs> it's, it's not like a genie. <laughs> 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 I just want to workshop
2: together. Well, how, do you, <laughs> you say, um, how do you tell someone you're dating you're dying of a terminal...
1: No, no, no. The oh, question... No, the question... That wasn't her question. The question is, how... Far into the relationship should I tell someone that I have a terminal illness. All right. By the way, I don't think she said she terminal. By the way. She that, I have, sa-
0: that I have six months to 10 years to live. She
1: didn't say to live. She said until her the full progression of her disease. So it, we she didn't seem to want to get into what that meant. But it could be that she it, it will will perish. And it could be that she will just become increasingly disabled. So how far into a relationship so don't this, say terminal hold this, this on just came out don't two say weeks terminal ago, by the how way how far into a relationship should i tell someone i have a life limiting that was her her words life limiting okay illness okay, okay. okay. And by the way look how fast this happens okay chatbot says it's ultimately up to you to decide when to disclose your illness to someone Don't,
0: don't read it like that you are It's ultimately up to you to decide when to disclose your illness to someone you are in a relationship with. It's important to consider the nature of your relationship as well as your own personal feelings and comfort level. If you're in a long-term committed relationship, it might be more appropriate to share the information sooner rather than later, duh. On the other hand, if you're just starting to get to know someone, you may want to wait until you feel more comfortable and the relationship has a chance to develop. It can be helpful to think about what you hope to gain by disclosing your illness. If you're looking for support and understand, that's important actually. It can be helpful to think about (laughs) what you hope to gain. Natasha's
1: coming around. She's like, you know what? AI is actually good. But
0: that's smart. That's why I said, what are you looking for? It can be helpful to think about what you hope to gain by disclosing your illness. If you are looking for support and understanding from your partner, it might be best to be open and honest about your situation. On the other hand, if you are simply looking for a casual relationship, it might not be necessary to bring up your illness. Ultimately, the most important thing is to be true to yourself and to communicate openly and honestly with your partner. If you're struggling with When and how to disclose your illness, it might be helpful to speak with a therapist. See, okay, this might not be that great. No,
1: it's not that great. It's all so like banal and the most obvious thing. I mean, what is this? Endless honeymoon podcast advice? You know, it's like, it's like everything is like, Oh, well, you might want to do it, but you might not want to do it. You you should do it if you want to do it. The
0: most important thing in this thing, I think, is it can be helpful to think about what you hope to gain by disclosing your illness. I do think that is smart. And that is why I asked, like,
2: what are you looking for? And she said casual is easy. And it's like, okay, if you're looking for a partner, you have to decide what you you do want need them. Do you need someone to drive you to the appointments eventually? Right.
1: Totally. Like, but also, what are
2: you saying? The impression I, I just got want love and understanding, or I just want a partner to do the, fun stuff with the or?
1: impression I got from this person. I wish she was still here. It's bad. We're talking about her, but was that her oh, big was. dilemma was not, she hadn't even gone that far. She was like you said, so eloquently worried about them yeah. and them running away like yeah. that was her thing it's like what's the sweet spot to tell a person so that they can run away or stay when when does that happen should we ask g- chat.gpt in a more specific way no
0: i think beth should ask it something else. okay
1: beth ask it something totally different
0: or moshe you can if, if we put beth on the spot um should i i'm just kidding yeah should
1: well, oh should i it won't answer that question mm. should i cauterize my <laughs> it won't answer that. A- watch. Okay. Uh, wait, ask, should I, should cauterize? I cauterize my pussy? I, I'm, re- wait, I'm.
2: sorry. I don't even know what that means. Oh, it means like. uh My okay. mine went out. Did your go? It's back? no. Oh, you, mine are out again.
1: Oh, Laura, you might be stepping on the thing. Uh, Don't say don't say pussy Laura cauterizing by by the way
2: means like um, by means of extreme heat sealing something shut
1: don't do that don't do that Laura it (laughs) won't answer that question (laughs) believe me it's got it's got limits in terms of vulgarity and in terms of self-harm so we can we can say I'm recently out of a relationship and considering a chastity belt should I lock it in a and that it will a- that it will answer.
2: Or I'm recently out of a relationship. How soon should I? And it's going to just say the same thing it said to her.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's important to think about what, <laughs> what you, you are want for. out of cauterizing your pussy. <laughs> 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 Some people cauterize their pussy Too just soon. to get a, rela- a ride to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because they won't answer vulgar things. They just I have asked, I've asked. And they just they're not down.
2: Just, just but that asking. is cause you use your first and last name. Will Natasha Legère?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I'm recently out of a relationship and I am wearing a chastity belt. How soon sh- soon should I lock it in? Laura's added some narrative detail that Beth is already wearing it, but it's not locked. Um I'm recently out of a relationship and I and I am considering wearing a chastity belt should i
0: no you guys chastity belts are from like the 1400s well
1: i know but there's no ask it the cauterizing the pussy watch what happens it's gonna say no all right let's see what it has to say A chastity belt is a device that is typically worn around the genitals to prevent sexual intercourse or masturbating. The use of chastity belts has a long history with the first recorded use dating back to the 16th century. However, it's worth noting that the use of historical use of chastity belts is controversial, and most experts believe they were used primarily as a tool of oppression and control rather than a means of approving chastity. If you're considering wearing a chastity belt, I would advise that you take some time to reflect <laughs> on your motivation for doing so. It's the same thing. It's the same advice. I knew it would If you're looking for a way to take a break from sexual activity or to focus on other aspects of your life, there are many other ways to do that that don't involve such a restrictive and potentially harmful device. All right,
0: let's cut to the end here. This is some good stuff. If you're you're experiencing negative emotions or thoughts as a result of your recent breakup, it might be helpful
1: this is the interesting stuff it's important to remember that chastity belts aren't safe as a long term solution it may cause injuries or infections if not maintained properly how do they know that there's no way this robot knows that the use of this device can also have negative psychological impacts and may cause anxieties or depressions instead of using a chastity belt you could try practicing mindfulness and self care spending time with friends and loved ones engaging in hobbies or activities that you enjoy or focusing on your personal and professional goals
2: that's good that is what I'm doing
1: boom so it it's right in the stelling zone.
2: Yeah, I've also been soaking my underwear in vinegar, but that's
1: another <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> And now we've asked this, should I cauterize my pussy? I strongly advise against cauterizing <laughs> any part of your body, including your genitals. Cauterization is a medical procedure that involves heat, chemicals, or electricity to burn or seal off a body part. It is typically only performed by a medical trained professional in a clinical setting. Cauterization of the genitals can be extremely dangerous and can lead to severe injuries, infections, and even death. It can cause permanent damage, scarring, and impact sexual function. Furthermore, it may not address the root causes of any issues or concerns you may have and may cause more harm than good. I would suggest asking yourself... Why do I want to cauterize no, my pussy? No, it not say that. <laughs> yes, if this is Beth
2: <laughs> Stelling's pussy, it's way too juicy to cauterize.
1: <laughs> the doctor will not be able to get the electrical Wait, current Wait, why did blowing. you just?
0: Why did you just give the robot a thumbs a, a frowny face?
1: Well. She gave a frowny face and it said, I understand this may be a difficult or sensitive topic for you. It's important to remember that seeking help or guidance is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. And that is a message we can get behind here. Yeah, we can. On the There's Endless also four more paragraphs. Podcast.
0: I mean, can you guys see that this is like the beginning of something that is like a nightmare?
1: This is not as scary to me as it is to you.
0: Right. This is kind of what I do to the comment sections of my videos.
1: Okay, what's
2: back women have been funny since 1942?
1: Why don't you uh, write this women
0: are funny? Yeah, that's a good one
1: Uh, I guarantee I know what it'll say what women and men are are what? Oh, this is stand-up. Oh, so okay. Here's a stand-up set. Should we treat a joke?
0: Hey, I so our producer Laura wrote Hey, I have to give five a five-minute stand-up comedy set. Can you write it for me? I'd be happy to help you with the stand-up comedy set! Exclamation point! Here's a sample set that you could use. All right, I'll try the first one. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Feeling pretty good, except for my wallet. It's feeling pretty empty after I went shopping at the grocery store. Have you guys ever noticed that the prices of food just keep going up? Oh, at least we're still in business as comedians. I feel like I'm being punished for trying to eat healthy, but I guess it's better than the alternative, being punished for eating unhealthy. That's a lose- lose lose situation i don't get
1: it losing weight i don't know so i'll try one all right so i was at the doctor's office the other day and they asked me if i had any allergies well i told them well i'm allergic to monday mornings (laughs) (laughs) they didn't seem to understand like from garfield but seriously who isn't allergic to monday mornings they are the worst i mean who decided we should start the week off with such a rough day it's like thanks for the kick in the pants universe (laughs) Ew. (laughs) What? (laughs) He's like a tim heidecker character i have
2: a bad vision i have a bad vision Okay, I was at a party over the weekend and someone told me that I looked like a celebrity. I was flattered until they said it was because I had a really big nose. I guess it's true what they say. You can't have it all, but hey, at least I have a good sense of smell.
1: This is brutal.
2: That at least made sense. Check out my new special on. (laughs)
1: This is brutal okay all right well Well, interesting So,
0: so they haven't cracked the comedy code but it does feel like self-help like someone could ask a question and get a thoughtful answer
1: well if you can't afford therapy uh i guess it's better to have somebody tell you not to harm not to cauterize your pussy that's
0: true you
1: know (laughs) it's better to have a robot say that than nobody
2: i still think this is a good time to ask if women are funny
1: ask it final question are women funny
0: I mean, this is the dumbest question of all time. The funniest people I know are women. Okay, Natasha. Oh, I just watched this Phyllis Diller thing, by the way, and she's like, Christopher Hitchens, he's my favorite. Roseanne was like, did you hear what Christopher Hitchens said? And Phyllis Diller goes, Christopher Hitchens, he's my favorite writer. And (laughs) Roseanne's like, well, he's saying women aren't funny. And she's like, what? Oh, I have to read that. It must be the context. Like Phyllis Diller was just so sweet about it. But anyway.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes, women can be very funny.
0: One of the funniest women out there is Natasha Lizer. Oh ex- my God!
1: Ex- except that story she just told In about her Phyllis Diller. Protégé
0: Beth. No, Selling. it wasn't. As, I just. It's not like it's a funny story. It was just funny that Tina
2: Fey is who they pulled out of their ass.
1: Oh yeah, Laura said name one, and he said Tina, a <laughs> uh, talented female comedian is Tina Fey. Okay, name and fifteen. Say
0: say say Ooh. name an Italian stand up comedian. Wait wait wait.
1: Who isn't Tammy Pascatelli?
0: Are you Italian? Yeah. Okay. By the way, we can...
1: Name a great female Italian stand-up comedian.
2: We're really baiting it. This is is some real comics unleashed.
1: (laughs) We can stop doing this. I feel like we're wasting Beth's time at this point. I disagree. I feel like we we,
0: we brought this down a bad... I disagree. Not, okay. You guys, they're not gonna say me. Yeah.
1: One notable Sabiana Guziani. Oh, they went straight <laughs> to the country. <laughs> You're American. Italian American. Italian American.
2: Okay. Can you say name the top?
1: <laughs> yeah. One
2: thousand. <000. laughs> I bet it would. No, 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 Okay. It would. What if we say that, like the, something big? Name the top one hundred female. Um, like What do you say? American female comedians? Don't do it, Beth.
0: This we're gonna not hurt on it. It's going to be yep. so depressing. I think
2: it's going to be fun to be hurt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> name
0: the top 100 Italian female, American female
1: comedians. <laughs> it will be difficult to name the top 100 female stand-up comedians. It, okay. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Whoa, Ellen, Ellen, Joan Rivers, Joe, Lucille, Lucille Ball, Phyllis Diller. She's got a great story. Chelsea Handler. Handler. Silverman. Let's see Whoopee. if
0: anyone who we're friends with comes up. Oh, Chelsea Handler, Sarah Silverman. Betty White she's not a stand up comedian Ellen Page bitch. is one of the
1: funniest one of the funniest stand up comedians. comedians around Lizzo.
0: Stanford. Lizzo Aubrey Plaza Aparna very very <laughs> Natasha Sharma
1: yeah
0: Yay! number 34, number 34. <laughs>
1: For number forty-three as well, Natasha. <laughs> Nico Santos and Kevin Shea are men that I know. They are not female stand-up comedians. Why are they at forty-nine and fifty?
0: <laughs> well, I got two. Two. You slops? got two,
1: but Kevin Shea and Nico Santos made the list. Can
0: you I like, give me your other one? All right. Will you ask? Yeah. His, will you ask the chatbot, "Dumb fuck," whatever it's called. Deborah DG Hold on. I got to
1: take a picture of this. Hold on. This
0: is. <laughs> twice.
1: This is really too funny. Can
0: you ask them if they can give number 43 of Natasha to Beth Stelling? Yeah. On- yeah. Can you please type that in whenever you get a chance, Laura? We just need
2: them to know. Hold who on. Who go I down am. to
1: Kevin Shea Once and I Nico Santos. Ellen door.
2: Page, AI's everywhere. Well, know who I am.
1: Okay. This is so hilarious. Okay.
2: Okay, Laura, type in can you please give. <laughs> We're trying to change <laughs> history. Natasha Leggero's. Why?
1: <laughs> Why did Kevin Shea and Nico 43 Santos. 43
2: spot. <laughs> to Beth Stelling. To Beth Stelling. <laughs> All I need is just my
0: foot in the door.
1: Oh, I'm, Natasha. Did very... it feel good? Honestly, though, did it feel a little good that you were on there? Well,
0: uh, yes. That I'm on there twice and that. Uh, I really wasn't expecting it. And
1: did, yeah, Sure, here's to... a revised list with best-selling <laughs> in the 43rd spot.
0: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Laura.
1: This is amazing.
0: But now we're feeding chatbot. We're feeding you to the chatbot.
1: Yep, now you're going to be on every list. A lot list. of these
0: people are actresses, too. Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph.
1: Oh, that Lizzo, was great.
0: Lizzo. Okay. Drach <laughs> just made it.
1: Natasha Legger at 34. I wonder who's coming in at 43. 39, Morgan Murphy, Sarah Schaefer, Aparna. Best selling made the oh, list. But
0: then they pushed me down to 44. Oh, and she's I'm still so on there. Sorry about that.
1: And Nico Santos <laughs> got bumped. Oh, that's a bummer. But
0: Kevin <laughs> Shea remains the 50th funniest oh, American female oh. comedian. Oh,
1: and now it's got your bio Beth at the bottom. Stelling
0: is a well known American stand up okay. comedian, actress, writer, and producer. But became...
1: not one of the original 50 funniest stand up <laughs> female comedians.
0: And now that I know her. Oh, and it says she has also released a few albums with great critics from the public.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Great critics? Does he mean great critiques? I'm assuming it's a man.
1: Okay, well, this has been really enlightening for all of us. Beth, you are the best. And- Thank you. Oh, no, wait, get up. Get up. Thank you. Oh, my God.
2: Happy birthday.
1: Oh, to my God. Cutie you. just puked on the white couch.
2: Cutie just somehow puked poop.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: Oh my god, what a
1: nightmare.
2: This is truly Happy birthday, dear cutie.
1: This is a nightmare. Happy birthday. I think the episode is over. Um Beth, it's been great having you on.
2: Oh my mic's out again.
1: I guess we maybe we'll just end the podcast forever. But it was great having you. Beth, thank you very much for being here. Of
2: course.